right now on the phone lines we have our good buddy former producer used to work here kyle yeomans he's now doing great things at dallascowboys.com and kyle before we get into i want to talk about the draft show that's coming up quickly here and the great lineup you guys put together but the team itself and, and where they are right now in the season this long break now between the the baltimore game they'll get until next tuesday is this good for this group or is this teetering on being such a long you know time off that it really becomes sort of a wash as far as an advantage goes yeah i mean it's kind of different whenever you talk about something that, that you've never had to deal with from uh, an nfl perspective i mean it's unprecedented going from a thursday to a tuesday in terms of the games that you've been scheduled to play so I don't know. I think right now on the outside looking in, it, it, it looks like it's exactly what the doctor ordered. I mean, of course, last week was a tough week with the passing of, of strength and conditioning coordinator Marcus Paul. And, and of course, the prayers go out to his family and uh, everybody around that situation. But that was tough for the team to turn around in a short week of coming off of a, a hard fought game against Minnesota. You got a rivalry coming up on Thanksgiving. And then, of course, that was thrown right in the middle of it as well. And I know today the Cowboys are back at practice. They're on the field right behind me. And then also not to mention uh, they're taking tomorrow off for a virtual memorial service for Coach Paul. So it, it looks like now that it's it's something that could be a positive thing to kind of get the mind right, kind of grieve the way that, that the team needs to grieve in what was a very an emotional situation. But also, like you said, it, at some point, down the line, it's going to be getting stiff. It's basically another bye week. I mean, you, you were able to play well after your actual bye week and, and get the win against Minnesota, but now you've got to wait and you've got to shift your schedule around and you're playing a team that hasn't even played their week 12 game yet. I mean, of course, the Ravens are on TV tonight playing that game against Pittsburgh. So there's a lot of different factors that go into it, but I think I would be leaning on the factor of this being a positive thing for the Cowboys overall. The offensive line has been banged up all year. Then last week you lose uh, Cam Irving and Zach Martin. How do you expect them to address this during the offseason? Uh, well, I, I think they're looking at it as a as a run-it-back sort of scenario whenever you do get your guys healthy. I mean, of course, Lyle Collins was never healthy. Tyron Smith was just available for a couple games. Zach Martin's thing shouldn't be anything long-term. Uh, and then you've got some pieces to build around where, where Tyler Biotish came in and he seemingly looks like he's going to be your starting center moving forward. And you still have Joe Looney under contract. And there's a couple different ways you could go about it. I think you'll see the Cowboys spend some more draft picks uh, on that offensive line position. I don't know if it'll be in the top, uh, the, the top pick of the draft. I don't know if it'll be uh, a guy like Pene Sewell out of Oregon or something of the sort, just to kind of, remake that offensive line that's certainly an option but i just don't necessarily think that's where the cowboys mean uh, but i think it's something that they look at as a depth issue uh that maybe uh, you're getting better at because you're having a lot of young guys get reps like connor mcgovern like uh, uh like a cam irving initially but now it's brandon knight out there maybe they feel better about that depth heading into next year but i think overall you you have to at least look at it because it has been a mess really from the get-go Kyle, they've been super aggressive, and, and I like the aggression that they've shown on fourth down, going for it. I mean, the fake punt was a, a disaster last week. Does this does this feel like to you a team that's just sort of desperate and is trying anything to get a victory because they're undermanned, or 
do you think this is going to be sort of the philosophy under Mike McCarthy? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I think the the fake punt specifically was was they were scared. I mean, that's what it looked like. It looked like they had their backs against the wall. It was a bit desperate, and you you come out and you try and get that big play. And Mike McCarthy said later they liked the look that they had saw the first time, and the only regret that John Fossil had, the special teams coordinator, was that they didn't run it the first time that they punted the football away because of the way that Washington had reacted and the way that they, they saw it on film. Well, of course, that didn't happen the second time around, and the Cowboys were stopped 11 yards short of the line to gain. So I think you'll see it a little bit of both ways. I think right now there's a lot of desperation. Uh, I mean, these are coaches that are playing for their jobs, not necessarily Mike McCarthy, but you could say that about really anybody else on this staff, whether or not they'll be back for the 21 season is is something that has yet to be seen. So coaches are playing for their job. Players are playing for their jobs. Uh, whenever you're three and eight, anything goes really at this point. But I, also I think you're going to see more aggression. You're going to see fourth down and, and short because of the analytics and because of what Mike McCarthy has done to kind of remake his entire uh coaching philosophy from whenever he was in green Bay and things got a little bit stagnant up there. He's actually fifth in the league right now in terms of win percentage added from a coaching call standpoint. So he's done the things right by the book. The execution just hasn't been there. And I think that's something you'll see moving forward as well. It's kind of a unique situation when, when you have a superstar go down and they're kind of just out of the limelight. When you look at Dak, how involved is he at all with this team right now? Uh, it's kind of tough to tell because even, like you said, unique situations. I mean, COVID-19 is, is certainly a, a unique situation in itself. And uh, we're not a lot around the players as much. Uh, we, we don't get to, to talk to them off to the side and have those behind-the-scenes conversations like we normally would. And I, from what we've seen from the outside looking in, Dak's not a huge part of the, the day-to-day operation. But that doesn't mean he's not having these conversations. He's not keeping those relationships and those friendships uh, at the forefront and as priorities. I'm sure he definitely has his hand right in the middle of things just because of the leader and the person that he is. And of course, the, the investment that he's put on this team and the investment that the Cowboys have put upon him. So I think he is definitely involved, but I'm not necessarily sure what extent that would be and exactly how big of a factor he does play even while he's hurt. Kyle, uh, I want to talk about something I saw yesterday. So the draft show on DallasCowboys.com starts this Friday at 11 a.m., and you guys have an incredible lineup. Um, Brian Broaddish, Jeff Cavanaugh, David Hellman, um, Kevin Turner, Bucky Brooks, yourself. I assume my invitation's in the mail. Um, <laughs> how, how did this all come together, and how is this going to work over uh, the coming weeks and months? You know, I'm so excited. Yes, and, and hey, I'll, I'll send the, the invitation. If that was if that was my pay grade, Stephen Simcox would have an invitation in the mail. But it is way above my pay grade. No, Derek Eagleton, who does a fantastic job and, and leads the troops here at DallasCowboys.com, brought together uh, uh, just an all-star cast of, of minds whenever it comes uh, to the NFL draft. And I mean, you've got Dane Brugler, who's with the Athletic, and he's. He's about as, as much of a walking encyclopedia of draft knowledge as you could potentially ever find. Brian Broaddus, who's won a Super Bowl ring as a scout and spent years and years doing this and, and loves it, has been in draft rooms and war rooms all across the nation and things like that. I mean, 
then you've got Bucky Brooks, who's done the same exact thing, but he also played at the same time. So there are so many fun things about this draft show. The personality is there. The chemistry is there. We've all worked together before. I'm really the new one of the group, which is fun for me. Uh, I get to host these shows, and the way that it's going to work out is at 11 a.m. starting this Friday, it'll be four people on at a time. So it's me and then a panel of three. One panel is Bucky Brooks along with uh, David Hellman and Brian Broaddus, kind of the elder statesman of the group per se. And then another group, another panel, is Kevin Turner, Jeff Cavanaugh, and Dane Brugler, kind of the young bucks of the draft world. Um, and, and we're going to be on different times, two shows a week, and we're breaking down the Cowboys, but also the rest of the NFL in terms of the draft class that's coming up, exactly what these different teams need, who needs what, where they're going to find it, and, and all sorts of stuff. I am excited about it. I mean, you guys know from my time down in Waco, like I love the draft. That's, mm-hmm. I, the draft makes me so excited because I just love college football. I love seeing guys succeed and go to the next level, and I love the, the intricacies about finding players and where to draft them and what to scout and all sorts of different stuff. So I'm I'm absolutely pumped about this, and, and once again, all the credit goes to Derek Eagleton for for putting together just a, a great crew, and I'm just lucky to be a part of it. Kyle, uh, who are some of the guys? I know it's kind of tricky because we still don't know where the Cowboys are going to pick, but mm-hmm. if they end up in that you know top five range, I don't know how much scouting you've done yet, but who are some guys you like if they do end up with a with a really high pick in that three to five range? Yeah, I think there's a couple ways you could go. I mentioned Penne Sewell out of Oregon earlier, and he's a guy who you probably wouldn't put at tackle initially. I think any other team would, but with Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith, you have the option of maybe drafting him and putting him at guard. I, I would put him at that left guard spot and have him opposite of Zach Martin. And then you've got uh, Tyron Smith, Penne Sewell, first-round pick, top-five player, and really a generational type of player uh, from an offensive line's perspective that would then – take over for Tyron Smith whenever Tyron Smith decides to hang up the cleats. So I think that's something that could potentially be in play, but he's most likely going to go in the top three picks. Uh, I doubt you jump Cincinnati uh, for the third overall pick. If you're even really looking for that team tank mentality, you would have to lose to Cincinnati. And I don't know if that's going to happen. And so that's, that's something that I think uh, the Cowboys are looking at. Another guy is Michael Parsons, the linebacker out of uh, Penn state. He's fantastic. He's an off ball linebacker, but he could play a little bit of that on ball linebacker. If you really wanted him to, or even if you wanted to move Leighton Vander Esch around and put, put um, Micah as the off ball linebacker, gives you some flexibility in that core. That's kind of seen their fair share of struggles over the last two seasons. And, uh, then there's corners. And I think one of the big talking points about the draft this season is where these corners are going to be ranked because you can start up at the top with guys like Patrick Sertain, who's definitely a top notch player, Sean Wade, who's a slot corner. That's going to be really, really good against those very, very talented slot receivers that you see in the NFC East. And I think there's a lot of guys up at the top of the list from the cornerback spot that deserve to be top 20 caliber players. Uh, and so it's going to be really interesting to see where you slot the cornerback group. It's kind of like what the receivers were last year in the NFL draft. You had those top three receivers and where you slotted them and changed for everybody you talked to. I think it'll be the same way for the corners this year. And it's going to make for some fun content whenever you talk about the 2021 draft moving into the process. Kyle Yeomans from DallasCowboys.com. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Yeomans. 
does a great job covering the team. And if you are interested, draft show starts Friday at 11 o'clock. And as Kyle laid out there, uh, a great team, a couple different panels they'll have talking draft um, over the next few weeks and months. Thank you, Kyle. We appreciate the time, man. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have fun. Happy holidays.